Hey, everybody, we're back. Second half of the Digital Bytes podcast covering the newsletter March 1st. And uh, I'm intrigued. I like talking about custody. I have some tinfoil hat things that go on about custody. I also have some very strict views about custody. But Johnny, you've brought over the, the king of custody. You wrote an article about the custody of digital assets going forward. Uh, the company is called Custodiex. I mean, that's good enough for me. Let's go. Well, well it's not, you don't just need your tin, tin hat. You need the secret keys because Cam, who's CEO of Custodiex, he's um, sitting in a nuclear bunker. That's how safe he keeps his... He that's keeps what I'm his... talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Cam, welcome welcome on the show. And you're, um, you're obviously in, in the UK, as is, as is myself. James is on the other side of the pond. But you've written an article... Custody of digital assets, an inflection year, 2023, with a question mark. So let's encourage you to, you know, to, to sort of tell us a little about what's going on in the custody market for some of the institutions you deal with. Hi, 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 gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I think 2023 is going to be massive for custody because it's, 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 the, year, it's, it's, it's the year of protection, security, bringing faith back into the organisation, well, back into the world of crypto, cryptocurrencies and digital assets. So, so, so I feel it's, it's exactly that. It's a year of inflection. We, we're, we work very, very closely with a lot of banks, a lot of financial institutions, exchanges, et cetera. And the most important thing to them is the safekeeping of their assets now, of their customers' assets. And I think uh, the blip in the road that we had last year, and we know what we're talking about with, with, with a couple of incidents that, that happened, have actually brought this to the forefront of people's minds and now and now security is very very high on everybody's priority list when it comes to digital assets and that's that's the area that we sit in okay so cam can we just perhaps go to sort of as james would probably say route one go back to basics what is custody it's nothing to do with apples and custard or custard and pie is it it's it's look what looking after assets why do we need to worry about it who who does it so so in the old days uh, traditional companies like brinks for example they, they, they custody gold, for example. They look after it. They are responsible for safekeeping this asset in one of their vaults, okay? That's the, that's the, that's the truest way of doing it. Now, now, when it comes to digital assets, it's very, very different, okay? Because you don't have a physical vault that you can put these assets in. But what we've done is we have actually, as you mentioned, and it's not, it's an XMOD, not quite a nuclear bunker, but it's an XMOD bunker. But that is... That houses the, uh, the the digital assets, and the interesting thing is it's cold stored. So 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 custody is all about the safekeeping of assets and the execution of assets. So you know again, you have what you have. We people know what you have, and you can trade what you have all safely. Right. So if I'm a big bank, or if I'm a you know my old my old day, you know running a fund management company, we told we had to have a third party a custodian to look after the stocks and shares and i think i'm right in saying the biggest one is bank of new york mellon and they've got about 43 trillion dollars of other people's money which they look after so when some like goldman's or fidelity or whoever come along and say we want to sell apple and buy tesla then they have to be able to go to the custodian and they say okay can we have our app you know our Apple shares back, and now we're going to give you some Tesla in return. It's I'm being very simplistic, but that's that's what we're talking about. Someone that looks after the assets and then can enable that transaction to take place. Correct. And you've spoken about a non-digital world there, but the world is going to digital. 
And I think you mentioned the biggest custodian today in the world, owning billions of dollars of assets. In the future, when everything gets digitized, from from bonds to CBDCs to to to, to your property, even all of these things will um, uh, will be in the trillions of numbers, in the trillions of dollars in terms of valuation. So they have to be ultra ultra secure and ultra ultra safe. I feel that it's a new ball game. It's an absolute new ball game. And actually, the financial institutions are all realizing this very, very quickly. And they've been trying to make headway in this area for, for many, many, uh, for many, many years, to be honest, in trying finding the right technology, trying trying to find the right accessibility, to be still being transparent, being all these things that they have to be with with other people's digital assets, as it were. Okay, so so you're absolutely right in terms of the size of the market. According to Boston Consulting Group, they did a report last year, and they were talking about by just in a matter of a couple of years, we could see as much as $16 trillion worth of you know bonds, equities, currencies, real estate, commodities, all being digitized, tokenized. But that presents a problem, doesn't it? Because if in a digital format, it's not like it's something very tangible you can hold. And, and you mentioned earlier on something about cold storage. Can you explain what you mean by cold storage as opposed to uh, presumably hot storage? Okay, so so... Traditionally speaking, and we've done something very, very untraditional, to be honest, the uh, the, the definition of, of hot storage is something that is usually a hot storage is, is referred to as, as, a, as a hot wallet. Let's let's describe it as and uh, and a hot wallet is something that is accessible in real time immediately. So a lot of the wallets that people have on their iPhones, on their on their Android phones, etc. They are wallets where they will hold their digital assets and their encryption keys and an enclave, et cetera. And so that is a hot wallet because they can transact on it straight away, okay? But their keys are stored on their phones. So they are they are less secure because they're, they're accessible via the internet. Somebody can intercept this and, and sort of hack people's accounts, okay? So it's deemed as a little bit less secure. A cold storage solution, and people have, people have, have cold storage solutions, is, is actually something that's offline off the internet that's the actual definition so there are there are no internet attack vectors so traditionally as i say cold storage can be retrieved in 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 hours and days so it's not very good uh, not very much use to yourself johnny when you want to transact your half a million that i know you have in bitcoin um when it's going to take when it's going to take you a day to make that transaction right because it's got to be pulled out of cold storage and your your yubikey which is on your person uh, maybe there's another shard of your key with somebody else, with, with your custodian, and then somebody else have has 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 a piece. These have to be all brought together before the before the uh, transaction can be can be made. And so the price could price could have changed all over the place. You're talking about digital assets. Absolutely, absolutely. So 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 what we've what we've what we've built, um, we've built an institutional grade product. Firstly, and it's a SaaS product, and it's all driven via APIs. I'm just going to get a little bit technical, even though I'm not that technical. And it is actually cold storage in real time, which is, I've heard from many, many people, an oxymoron and impossible to do. One of the large banks called it snake oil, which I loved. It was like, that's snake oil. That's not possible. So then went, okay, let's uh, sign this NDA, named NDA, and let me explain to you how we do it. And we explained it. And there's approximately 30 people in the world that know how we do it. It's kind of our secret source, but we, we have a solution. That has been validated by various banking organizations, various security companies, 
been pen tested as unpenetrable and is cold stored and is accessible in real time. So, so that is our unique selling point. But there's other aspects to this. It's you can you can you can build, you can put together you can generate millions of volts in seconds. So you know if it, if it's a large custodian, then then obviously in real time, all of their customers will be pinging up vaults, pinging up addresses in those vaults, and putting digital assets in there. It's got to be a scalable solution. So it's real time, it's scalable, and it's ultra ultra secure. There are there are something called NIST NIST approved algorithms, and also it's quantum safe. So when we start talking about quantum computing, and somebody said to me, again one of the one of the banking organisations, they said um, we won't see quantum hacking in our lifetime camp and i was like well you say that but i've got another bank who's protecting themselves against it our solution is quantum safe and proven quantum safe as well so so there is all these aspects that we have of this solution and we think it's nobody else has this in in the world so it's it's absolutely unique okay we were talking the other day and i thought this just keeping it really simple because also you've got a very diverse range of listeners in over 170 countries that listen on to cyber.fm you had, you had someone you were talking to and there was a big security company and they look after people's art, eye pictures, you know, you know, Van Gogh's and Renoir's and Banksy's and things like that. And their clients want to start creating NFTs. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said the solution the security company had was to have three or four USB sticks that were stored in three or four different locations. So if they then wanted to do a transaction... They then had to put those USB sticks onto airplanes, cars, trains, whatever, and get them all in one location, and then they could do a transaction. Correct. That's 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 true cold, and and it's a solution that works for them. To be honest, so they say, I want to sell my NFT. And they go, okay, one of your Yubi keys is in Singapore, one is in a vault in New York, and one is in London, and uh, you have one. So we need to fly them all in, get them t- together, and we can do this. And they brag about it. We can do this in two days. And I'm wow. sitting there thinking, two days, wow. With our, solution, another two minutes. With, with our solution, you can do it in milliseconds. Wow, wow. Wow, James, I know, I know you've always you had the uh, adage, you know, not your, not your keys, not your currency. Obviously, we're not just talking here about cryptocurrency, but we're talking about very much, and it's a theme you and I talk about week in, week out, about how blockchain technology is digitizing real assets, equities, debt instruments, real estate, et cetera, et cetera. What are, you, what are your thoughts, being a good old New York boy who used to be involved in all this sort of stuff? I, I am I am intrigued. For sure. <laughs> I am I am intrigued, and and I have a question. Where you're very welcome to what we do in the United States is take the Fifth Amendment. You're going to say, how does this work? Right. Well, I was going to say, in my mind, as you're explaining this dynamically cold storage, I imagined due to latency that it's cold storage that. In, in the blink of an eye, becomes hot. I do my execution, whatever it is that I do, and then it goes back into, is it disposable? Is it now all new cold storage? That Because cold storage becoming hot, in my mind, always stays hot. Um, uh, all I can say is the cold storage is always cold. Okay. And it is not accessible to the internet. And again, we the pen testers that we had, we had, we had a company called Sequest, over in the UK. And we gave them the solution. We told them a secret source. We invited them into the bunker. We said, hack it, please. Can you get my 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 Ethereum out of this cold storage? And they wrote a report. Now, you know, you've seen pen test reports. There's always a recommendation. There's always, you could do this a little bit better. You could do, they came back with no. First, they came back with, yes, it is true cold storage. 
the definition is correct. Then they said it is it is not on the Internet. And then they said we haven't been able to penetrate it and we don't have any recommendations. And I've never, ever seen that in a pen test. Well, yeah, I, see, I, I live for stuff like that. I have I have stories <laughs> that we could tell off air. You know, it's the same thing. I'm like, if you can hack my house, I'll give you X. And, you know, it's always yes. a teenager going, I can do it. And I'm like, listen, yeah. you're still young. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, you blew my mind. I'm so, envisioning a tunnel. James, I'll be honest with you. I'm not saying it's unhackable because nothing is unhackable. Not. Right. But it, it, it's the strongest security that possibly can be used. And so, 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 so actually, we've just launched another product. We have two products. One, one, is, one is the blockchain vault where you can store Bitcoin, Ethereum, et cetera, various different blockchains. And now we have something called the digital key vault, which means you can you can actually store any digital asset, any digital anything with a key. Anything right, and that's what's important, right? Because we talk about crypto, and then and then we talk about actual digital assets and tokenizing securities. It's really all the same but, but, functionality, right? So, Cam, one bank- thing I'm intrigued by: could you perhaps explain a little bit more? Because anyway, <laughs> I love this. Your, your website is you come across this terminology, a an air air, air gap. Yes. Can you explain what an air gap is? So, so, so exactly what it says on the tin. It is a gap of air. Um, and actually, in actual fact, that gap of air is the gap of air between hot storage and our cold storage. That's what I thought. So that, that's just the reason I want to highlight, because essentially so there, is, there is got... oxygen between the two, hence no network capability in cold storage. See, what I and like again, about there's... this, what, here's what I like about this, because I'm, I'm old, right? Ten years ago. Air gap, absolutely, right? We were creating Bitcoin wallets on laser printers that were off network and then literally taking a sledgehammer to the laser printer because we didn't want the cache memory to, to store any of the info, right? That was hardcore cold storage. And it was a paper wallet that you went and you locked up in your, in your, in your safe. You had to be a computer geek and you had to be willing to take a sledgehammer to your laser printer. You guys are providing a service where anybody could be the most hardcore, what's reasonably available today, geek. Yes. And, and I'll, say, I'll be honest with you, James, our product is not a B2C product. It is a B2B product. We're, right, we're, right. We, are a, we are a custody enabler. We're, so, so we're not the custodian itself. We provide the technology. <laughs> have have you met some of these bank employees? Them. They're people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, okay. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, the point I was going to make was um, the the enabling people to do is, is 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 custody so so yeah the other thing i did want to talk about just briefly is regulation and i, and I touched on it in the article there is a there is a counterbalance to obviously you've you probably had on the podcast innovation versus regulation you know and that balance and what we've managed to do is bring both worlds together because obviously the regulator loves this product we're speaking to various regulators and they said this is secure very, very secure, ultra secure. Why, why isn't everybody doing this? You know, why are these other less secure, potentially uh, potential custody solutions out there? And I was like, well, they're the competition. Then they're very, very large, you know, billion dollar organizations. So, you know, we're, we are, we're, we're a small fintech, but we're making waves in the, uh, in, in the industry, I feel. And I'm just intrigued that over the years, it's, I was the guy that was like, you know, damn the man, no regulation, no, not your keys, not your coins, but after what's gone on in the past, even few, you know, even 2016 forward, but even really recent, what's gone on, you do need that company that's going to put their foot across that threshold and go, 
no, no, don't worry. We Here's the proof we have it. Is your penetration testing marketable? Like, can you use that as your as your pride? Yes, I've got a, I've got a report. It's not on the internet, but I've got the report and I use it with a financial institution saying, look, this is what they've said. And, and then they said, can we independently test it ourselves? Yes, go ahead. If you're hard enough, go see if you can knock it down. Right, you're like, go uh, crazy. <laughs> and nobody has. So uh, it's all good, good, good news. Brilliant. Well, look, Cam, thank you for uh, coming on to uh, the, the show and explain a little bit more about Custodex. How's the best bet for people to get hold of you? It's what, LinkedIn or how, how's... Uh, LinkedIn via the website, you know, we're, we're about, we, we do the conferences, we're doing the shows, we're, we're up in our game in the marketing world and the commercial side of things. We are a technical company. So we're, we're all geeks, security geeks from, from banking backgrounds, uh, have you? So we're not, we're not great at the commercial side of things, but we're getting there. You know, the, uh, the, the penny is dropping with various organizations. And I just want to close with, Six months ago, we were obviously talking to all these organizations and one of the organizations, one of the biggest custodians in the world actually said to me, and I, and I can't use the quote per se, but, but they said, isn't this a little bit too secure? Aren't you a little bit over the top after they looked at the technical specifications of the solution? And I said to them, would you rather have your, your personal cryptocurrency or your digital asset saved in our vault? or in somebody's, somebody else's wallet, the current provider. And I went, oh, if it was my money, if it was my digital asset, I'd have it with custodians. And I was like, okay, then. So, and then when FTX stuff happened, that's when suddenly our, our phone started heating up and people were calling us going, you're the ultra secure guys, aren't you? That do cold storage real time. We need to talk to you. And so we've got very, very busy because of incidents and things that have happened. So Brilliant. Okay, Cam. So if anyone wants to get information, it's Cam Patel, or just go onto the website, Custodex, which is C-U-S-T-O-D-I-X. And uh, James will be back with a, with another another show next week. But Cam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, James. And thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you from Custodex. Which will self-destruct in 30 seconds. <laughs> Many thanks, gents.